Hey, and welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. Today we have another audio clip from the conference series, Radical Permission One, from Brilliant TV. Graham's message today is about being pre-qualified to receive as sons and daughters of God. For the very DNA of our new man in Christ allows us as new creations to perceive the difficulties in our lives as possibilities for the Father to advance our identity and the promises he's given us. God wants us to live present future, beholding the man or woman that he saw in the years ahead when he first gave us the promise. Enjoy. Revelation elevates our awareness of who we are. We need to be recognizing the opportunities in our life that are part of our DNA. Here's the thing. If you have the DNA of Christ, you should be seeing all the opportunities that are available to you in Him. It's part of your DNA to see the things that are possible. The DNA of the old man would call everything impossible or difficult or a problem or that. The DNA of the new man sees everything as a possibility. Yeah? So we're we're learning. the, The baby steps in that is we just simply, we learn to convert a problem into a possibility. But eventually, you do that often enough, it becomes a lifestyle when you get to the point where you don't see a problem, you only see the possibility. It's a DNA thing. It'll grow in you. Yeah? So when revelation becomes a reality in our experience, we can step through that door into a whole new space. And we're learning how to step into that place with God and be there with Him. So key number three here is that in Christ, God has qualified you to receive. So you're pre-qualified. You ever get those things in the mail that says you're pre-qualified for a loan? It's like I'm pre-qualified for something I I would never get. I don't want. I don't want a loan I'm borrowing from somebody else. I'm giving to somebody else, expecting to receive, and he pays a better rate of interest. Why would I borrow from a bank? Seriously? So what we're doing here is we're learning to ask in line with our credit rating in Jesus. Right? Because you're pre-qualified. Don't look at me like that. You're pre-qualified for something brilliant. Jesus said this in John 15, 7. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. You're pre-qualified. John 14, 13, 14. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. He says it twice in two verses. Pretty serious. Serious about that. See, your credit rating is the name of Jesus. So he gave you, it's like the name of Jesus is like having a visa card from heaven. 
He's your credit rating. Whatever God says you can have, you can have. So in our situations, you know, we need to come to God like we're coming through an open door. It's like coming to God with your needs is not like going to the bank manager. You don't need to put a suit on and all that kind of stuff and sit outside in a waiting room for half an hour so you're suitably nervous before you go in. It's all parlor games. You're coming to a God who absolutely adores you, who gives you permission. Hey, why don't you ask me for stuff? Who says to you, you don't have, because you don't ask. (laughs) Why don't you ask? At least let me determine the request. Yeah? Why don't you ask for stuff? Why do we always just like put up with things and, and scale our lives down and budget the heck out of our circumstances when we could be asking the Lord or we could be in that place of saying, hey, Lord, um, you want some money? <laughs> I, I like playing this game. Hey, Lord, I got 500 bucks. You want it? But he knows all the games, right? Because he invented them all. I got 500 bucks. You want it? And he said, why? What do you need? I need about 3,000. So he said, so what are you doing with me? You playing the slots? I said, no, I'm just playing the strings of your heart. He's like, oh, that's good. I like that. I should have wrote that in the Bible. Given you can receive. Given it shall be given to you. You know, when I need money, I go find some hot soil to invest in. That's why we give so much money to not for sale. It's like hot soil. You know, I mean, it's cool. It's just, it's just a great way of life. And, and it means, what it means for me right now is that we're doing a bunch of things this year that are going to cost a whole bunch of money. And I haven't got a whole bunch of money. So that's pretty cool. That's like a cool place to be in. Because now everything is about me and the Lord and the permission that I've got to be doing these things and the words I've got. And he says to me, you know, like, if my words abide in you, that means when God gives you a promise, if that promise abides in you, you can ask for whatever you want in line with that promise and he will say yes. That's why he gave you the promise in the first place. Promise is the guarantee. You are breathing out there, right? I love promises. I have a promise right now over my health. This is my personal example of making a difficult circumstance bow to the rule of heaven. Um, five years ago, I got this brain virus um, that attached itself to my brain that really has kind of fried most of the nerve ends in my body. So I'm in fairly constant pain. And on top of that, I found I have type 2 diabetes and um, beginnings of arthritis. And it's like, all righty then. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, I'm in the hospital 
having a spinal tap, which is not an interview with the band. <laughs> and I can hardly think, and this virus is like, you know, all up in my brain stem. And I remember saying to the enemy, I could hardly speak. You know, I could only get like three or four sentences out at a time. And that would take about five minutes, you know? So like doing the interview with the nurse, name and address, you know, in the end, <laughs> Teresa had to do it all. Because I could barely get words. I couldn't think. I lost the ability to think and everything got kind of fried. And, and I remember in my heart, you know, I could think, but my voice box and my brain weren't connected. So, in my, so I, I was concentrating because I wanted to send the enemy a message. And you have to excuse my French here because this was not a polite moment. This is like full-on war and everything's being threatened. And I remember saying to the enemy, you can take my voice, but I'm going to ask the Lord for the anointing of the 10 best Christian writers ever. And I'm going to kick your ass in print all over this world. You see if I don't. So sometimes, <laughs> you know, when the enemy threatens you, it's okay to threaten him back. But I knew I was going to back it up because I knew that God will be something for me. If God's taking my voice, he can have it. But I want I want to write something that's absolutely majestic. And, and so the last four or five years has been about really re recovering from that. And I've had some incredible encounters with God in all of that. Um, but this is where I am. Constant pain, uh, you know. But I have this promise uh, from my life. So this is my personal example of making this def difficult circumstances bow to the rule of heaven. I have two specific promises over my life. One from Psalm 91, one from Isaiah 46. Psalm 91 says, He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. For I will statements. That's utmost intentionality. Living in that promise. Isaiah 46, 4. Even to your old age, I'll be the same. Even to your graying years, I will bear you. I have done it. I will carry you. I will bear you. And I will deliver you. Five I will statements in that promise. This is where I live. In that space. And we talk about those promises every single day. When I get up in the morning, I can barely walk. It takes me like maybe 10 minutes just to get everything moving properly. But what am I doing in that 10 minutes? I'm telling him my promise. Lord, you said, Lord, you said, Lord, you said, Lord, you said, Lord, you said. Lord, you said, Lord, you said, Lord, you said, Lord, you said. Then he started dancing. Lord, you said, 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 Lord, you said. Just that's it. 
That's it. Lord, you said it's enough. It's enough, you know. And so I just get myself in that place. Lord, you said, and I can feel energy starting to rise up. You know, then everything starts working, eh? And we're off. That's pretty cool. Better than pills. It's important, you know, that we, we have our own place where we know what God wants to be for us. When God gives you a promise, now here's the thing, you know, God could heal me like that, and I'm totally available. <laughs> you know, I ask and keep on asking. Every day I present myself. And I don't know how many thousands of times I've prayed right now. And it pretty much doesn't matter because I enjoy the prayer. I enjoy the coming. And here's what happens for me is um, I get enough for the day. And you know, funnily enough, that's all I need. And tomorrow's another day. What am I doing? I'm learning to live in my DNA day by day. What a fantastic lesson that is. What a great lifestyle. I get to be with God today. He's the one who said, hey, sufficient until the day is the evil thereof and everything. And it's like the Lord saying, hey, I can be with you day by day and make it the same as if you were whole. Because you only live one day at a time, right? So today, while it's still cold today, don't harden your heart. So, here I am, Lord. Here we are together. Isn't that cool? So, for me, I'm qualified to receive because I have those two promises. So, it doesn't matter what the doctors say, you know, and they're always, you know, well, doctors are always practicing, right? It's like, I say to my doctor, when he says, well, we could do this or we could do that and we'll put you on this medication and we'll see if that works. If that doesn't work, we can do that. I'm saying, Doc, are you practicing on me? <laughs> Dude, you're practicing on me, right? I don't mind you practicing, but my guinea pig rates are 500 bucks an hour. <laughs> so I figure you owe me about $700 right now. How do you want to pay? I don't do copay, by the way. <laughs> You're practicing on me, dude. And, and he, he writes these prescriptions, and I look at him and I say, that's really nice. And I just give it back to him. And I'm not taking pills. He said, well, if you don't take these pills, you could die. And I smile at him and I say, I'm not dying yet. And I don't need to hear the word of death from you when I'm hearing the word of life from the Lord. So I've got scriptures that are more powerful than that medication. So why don't you take it? Here's the issue. What has God said to you about your current circumstances? You need to find out what that is. Because there are promises that you need for some of the circumstances that you're in. 
Because the promise gives you an outcome. And what we're doing in the outcome is we go towards the outcome, and then we work back from the outcome back into the present. It's like we're present future people. We're not present past. That means I like who I am in the present, but that's who I'm going to be in the future. And the Lord gives us this capacity to go into the future with him in terms of promise and, th and look back and look at the process. If you want understand prophecy like this, here you are, you can be in 2014 and you start to get, someone gives you a prophetic word about the next 10 years of your life, right? What that means is you're in 2014 and here is God in 2024 and he's seeing something about you in the future and he's relaying it to you in the present, right? So to him, it's a now word because he lives outside of time. He sees it as a now word and he speaks it as a now word, but you're 10 years down the road that way and you hear it as a future word initially. But here's the thing. In the reception of the prophetic, when you hear a future word, you need to make that future word a now word in your heart. That doesn't mean that everything's going to be fulfilled in the next 24 hours. What it means is you start to develop. You've got to ask the question, what kind of person do I need to become to see that word fulfilled? That's what we start work on. What kind of mindset do I need to have to be able to do those things? You start work on that right now. That's your process. Yeah? And so you take all the things that you know you need to be because you know between you and the fulfillment of that prophecy, there are a series of steps. There are things that you have to acquire, things you have to become. And it's never really 10 years. When God says, you know, 10 years down the road, it's kind of arbitrary. It's a little like 10 years if you're dumb. Because he's a quickening spirit, right? Which basically means he allows for your response. So if you have a brilliant response to something, you could actually get there maybe in three, four, five years. Who knows? You can advance the timing of something just by your response to it. So, you know... David going up against Goliath advanced the time that he came in to be king. Yeah? Because now suddenly everyone's talking about him and he ends up in the king's court and all of that stuff and there's an acceleration there. So we bring the future into today by developing the identity that God sees when he prophesied over us. Yeah? So we can cooperate with God because that prophecy is a promise that has an outcome attached to it. Now, the sensible Christian, when they get a promise from the Lord, they go right to where the fulfillment is and you look at it. So when I got Psalm 91 and Isaiah 46, I went straight to those places and I looked at them. God's going to carry me, which that'll be cool on days. So even to my old age, he'll be the same. Wonderful. He's going to give me a long life and show me salvation. So I'm looking at all of those things and I'm saying, okay, 
Okay, that's my outcome. So then what am I doing? I'm looking at them and I'm developing a mindset about them. So if that's my outcome, my mindset then is, I am not a sick person trying to get well. I'm a whole person fighting off sickness. So I'm taking this word back into my situation. And that word now is, that promise is now my mindset. Do you understand what I'm saying here? This is like, you know, 101 about receiving. Yeah? This is how we receive. We take the mindset that comes from the promise. The promise gives you a mindset. The promise gives you a language. The promise gives you a perception. So I don't see myself as a sick person. I see myself as a person who every day lives in a fullness of God's health. And the next day, I have fullness of God. I see myself as that person. I see myself with the mindset of someone who's whole fighting something off. Yeah? So I'm moving towards life all the time. I'm practicing life. I'm moving towards life all the time. And so I have a perception of myself. I have a mindset of myself. And I have a language. And part of my language is, Lord, you said. 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 You know, part of my language is, you know, this is, who you, this, is what you, this is what we've agreed together, and I'm agreeing with you. So in perception, mindset, and language, those are all the three major parts of identity right there. I'm cooperating with the promise that God has given me. And the promise is bigger than the problem. Right? Because part of my question is, you said long life. All righty. So let's talk about this long life. How long is it going to be? You know, I'm thinking, cool, what if I have another 30 years? That would be so cool, you know? So what has God said to you? You abide in the promise that he made. You pray out of it. And you enjoy praying. I enjoy praying it because I'm praying to a beloved friend. Yeah? I love that. Every day I'm engaging with God at the highest level that I can in what the world would call a difficult or desperate situation. But I don't feel it's desperate for me. I like where I am. I like what God is doing. I love every day. You know? I like how Graham really dove into the heart of the matter in terms of showcasing what stewarding our promises in the midst of oppositional circumstances looks like. You know that when God gives us words for our lives and personal prophetic promises, they're meant to challenge any opposition in our way until the time of their fulfillment. It reminds me of what the psalmist said of Joseph in Psalm 105, 17 through 19, saying that the word of the Lord tested him until the word came to pass. These promises given to us ahead of time are weapons in our hands and anchors for our hearts, eclipsing any hardship or uncertainty. As Graham repeated, when things do not align with God's word, we can continuously and confidently proclaim in our hearts, but God, you said. <laughs> in 1 Timothy 1:18, Paul urges Timothy to recall the prophecies and words given unto him that by them he would fight the good fight of the faith. 
And likewise, beloved, we ought to do the same. For God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. He is faithful to the utmost. And knowing that, you and I can steadfastly partner with our new DNA in Christ to turn every hardship into a possibility that advances our destiny and brings him glory. In Graham's words, your credit rating is the name of Jesus. (laughs) So whatever you ask in his name, he will do. That's John 14, 13. So let's be confidently assured in him that we might produce the outcome that his promises intended. The Holy Spirit has some brilliant thoughts about your current situations. Aren't you curious to know what they are? Connect with him so that his thoughts become your belief and then a weapon in your hand to anchor you in enduring hope and faith, remembering that because you are pre-qualified to receive all that you need from him, you can expectantly co-labor with him to bring the future towards you and become the man or woman that he foresaw. Blessings and grace to you this week, beloved of God. May you find great joy and rest in the Father's love for you and his faithful care. We'd love to have you join any part of our ministry at Brilliant Perspectives. So take a look at the bottom part of the description below this episode for info and links. Have a great week in Jesus.